Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast today, Sunday, April 10, 2022. Our instrumental is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. May the Lord continue to bless him and his family. Free subscription to our WhatsApp channel or our WhatsApp group. The link is on the board. Uh, please copy it and join us. That way you can get the messages when they're uploaded on WhatsApp. So you can watch them when you are offline. Praise the Lord. Today's topic is conduct on becoming of disciples of Christ. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the week. We thank you for the month. We thank you for the year. We thank you for our lives, for all who are hearing and who are tuning in. And those who will also watch that All the praise, glory are yours, Lord, for continuing to sustain us, for continuing to feed us with your word. We pray that all who are tuning in, that your hand will continue to rest upon them, and that nothing shall by any means touch or hurt them and theirs. In Jesus' name we pray. We pray the blood of Jesus Christ Jesus. upon all who are part of the World Evangelical Ministry. And about this broadcast, and wherever it's rebroadcast, and wherever it's shared, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Conduct unbecoming of disciples of Christ. Today's topic, the outline. We're going to just touch more on the doctrines of the Antichrist and miniature Antichrist. We started it last Sunday. So we're going to conclude that portion. Then we shall go into the main topic. Conduct unbecoming of those who are followers of Christ. The number three will be how do we combat this great ignorance? And our song will be the ancient words from the ancient of days, which is his word. Praise the Lord. Number one, more on the doctrines of the Antichrist and miniature Antichrist. Last Sunday, we said that one of the fallouts or the embrace of the Antichrist doctrines by fallen church elders and miniature Antichrist was a creation of two classes of Christians contrary to the Lord's admonition. There are two classes of Christians in your churches. You have the superior higher class, the clergy, the pastors, the geos, the prophets. That's why many worship them. But in very small minority, and of course the inferior class, which is the majority, the ones that, you know, <laughs> contribute to their welfare. The minority, these higher class, the clergy, pastors, Jews, they feed figuratively and literally on ignorance of the majority. Because it has brainwashed the majority to look up to them as a superior class. Contrary to the scriptures, contrary to Allah's admonition that all children of God are at war. Building school churches, denominations and organizations promoting and practicing the higher and lower class divide are not truly churches of Christ. They already apostate. But that's where most people belong. 
because you have spoken extensively in previous broadcasts about most of the unbiblical practices and false doctrines being preached by miniature antichrist. These pastors and Jews in building school churches, mega churches, denominations, organizations, we shall be drawing attention to only a few of those false doctrines in today's broadcast. Because I'm going to use that to introduce the topic for the day. Praise the Lord. We encourage those of you watching today's broadcast for the first time, or if you have not been watching us for the past two and a half years, to go to our website or YouTube channel or Facebook page to watch our past broadcasts, which we are going to display on the screen to get a fuller understanding of the cancer in our midst. It's on the board. December 29, 2019, we spoke that cultures have resolved the gospel of Christ. Whether Caucasian culture, African culture, different tribes, it doesn't matter. They have all turned the gospel of Christ into their own culture. On January 12, 2020, we spoke on worldly prosperity messages, which has gained traction in more than 99% of the churches worldwide. And on January 19, 2020, we spoke on prophecy. The ones many people here, are they from God or from evil spirits? And we're able to, of course, conclude that some are from God, some are from evil spirits, but you have to watch the broadcast to know how to distinguish. January 26, 2020, we spoke on entertainment. That thing they used to draw everybody to the buildings called churches and to the mega churches. On miracles and magic. Miracles, when it's from God, magic, when it's from the devil, and from con men and women in the midst of God's people. On February 2, 2020. Next slide, please. That's no, the next, sorry, the next one. Yeah, back. Okay. On February 2, 2020, Christian court leaders and their followers. Then February 23, 2020, tithes and offerings in the New Testament church. We, of course, said that tithes are not biblical. On March 8, 2020, we spoke about faith in God. Then July 12, 2020, we asked the question, can the law and grace coexist? And of course, the answer was no. On August 2, 2020, we spoke, there's a great demand for false prophets. The demand is so much. On March 7, 2021, we spoke about the Holy Spirit in the series of the Holy Spirit, and we spoke about religious leaders. How they have been fighting the Holy Spirit. And July 11, sadly, we spoke again, 2021. How organized Christianity has usurped the worship of God. They were not content with stealing the, his uh, followers. They still live in the worship. So as you watch this broadcast, please bear in mind the following. Satan is the person behind all false doctrines. All those doctrines that oppose Christ and the kingdom of God. Oh, just bear that in mind. Then, what we are calling doctrines of the coming Antichrist and Antichrist are in reality doctrines of Satan. That's so, so whenever we talk of Antichrist to come and there are miniature Antichrists in our midst, always remember 
The operating spirit is Satan, the devil, whatever you call him, the fallen angel. Satan's main motive. He wants believers to love the world and the things in the world. In the same manner, he used the serpent to convince Eve to reject God's command along the fruit in the garden. That's what he's doing with all these wicked doctrines on prosperity, loving the world. That's not any reason. Because he wants you to continue to focus on the world and the earth and forget the kingdom of God and God's message that you preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. That's the whole thing. Point to the world, the things in the world. Love them and your heart is away from God. Please know that all false doctrines promote the love of the world and the things in the world. That's how you will know. Any church you go, whenever they start talking about making you and you begin to like the things in the world, that person is not speaking for God. He is antichrist. False doctrines can never watch as all believers to die to the flesh. You see, because the day you die to the flesh, Christ begins to walk in you. They will never encourage you to live holy lives because they are not they are living on holy lives. They will never teach you that you should set your minds on things above and on Christ or to walk as Christ walked. They will tell you it is impossible. Here is a summary of some of the false doctrines that cater to the flesh and oppose the gospel of Christ. Just a, a little snippet. We've spoken about them in the messages we already said, but we want to give you a little bit of our snippets today. Number one, Christians are called to dominate the world. I'm sure you've heard about that. The so-called dominion theology, or kingdom now theology, or the manifest sons of God teaching. Christians are called to dominate the world. Next slide. I'm going to read it. I took it from Dominion Theology, from an apologetics resource center. You can always go back there and read it for yourself. It's on the board. Dominion Theology arises from a distorted interpretation of Romans chapter 8, verse 19, and a few other passages. Remember, I'm quoting. It teaches that a perfected, glorified church will usher in the kingdom of God by taking dominion over the world. Who will take dominion over the world? Antichrist, remember? Then the next slide. The church should be under, quote, the authority of present-day apostles and prophets. Many of these prophets are foretelling a great civil war that will take place within the church, between the graves associated with the brain or gray matter. Who focus on the scripture, you see? If you're using your brain, and you're also interpreting the scripture, they, say, they call it the grays. And the blues, those who associate to the sky, because the sky has been open to new revelation. You see, new revelation, that's not in, it's not in God's word, no. it's a new one, no. that's antichrist. Dominion theology is being preached by most of these mega churches in one form or the other. They want you to neglect the word of God. They want you to neglect the scripture. They want you to embrace the doctrines of demons. They want you to embrace the doctrines that cater to the flesh. 
That's why they tell you new revelations. I mean, if you and I don't study the scripture, how can we know the mind of God? It took God's son to come to earth to die and teach his disciples and asking them to teach us who are now the inheritors. So this dominion theology is evil, wicked, and wrong from any church that teaches it. It's a false teaching. And the enemies of the gospel. Don't listen to them. Because I want you to neglect God's scriptures. And listen to their unbiblical doctrines and doctrines of demons. Number two, sowing of seed. Ah, sow a seed for this church building. This pastor who has come sow a seed into his ministry. So they see, when they come to your church, the building called church, and the pastor brings the foreign pastor to come and sow. Because next Sunday, he goes to his own church and they sow seed too for him. Eh? Good. And you get your financial breakthrough. Sowing of seed is unbiblical. You sow a seed, not in monetary terms. Anything you are doing has to be for the kingdom and God has to direct you. And it's not to put gift to any human being. So you know, see, this is a misapplication of scripture, but you have to go back to our broadcast. I don't want to explicate on that now. Number three, tithes. The engine that fuels wickedness and falsehood in the whole world. God has commanded believers to tithe 10% of their income. That's what they teach. Some will even tell you it's the gross, not the net income. I was part of that. I used to calculate how much I give by gross or net. So, comment on tithes. I want to comment on it just a little. Those of us in this ministry, that's a world evangelical ministry, and other truly biblical ministries have been teaching for several years that tithing is not for the New Testament church and that those who tithe are following the law. Because tithing is embedded in the law. Period. In response, because some of these false pastors have had also, and many others like us. What they are not teaching, you know what I tell their followers? Aha. No, you tithe not according to law, but according to grace. Tithing should be free will. The teaching is still false. Praise the Lord. <laughs> like we've asserted previously. We want to assert again to these false pastors who have had us and are trying to change their tune. That once you're tight, you are following the law. Once you calculate 10%, whatever it is, you are following the law. You have rejected Christ's sacrifice and his lordship over your life. You are falling from the faith. You know why? Because if you are truly born again, you gave your life to Christ, which means your life belongs 100% to Christ. That means both your spirit, soul, body, time, wealth, they belong 100% to Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. It's not your own. So if you are tithing, you're only taking 10%. And you say you are doing that of your free will. You think you are smart. No, you are not. You think you can deceive God because he knows the thoughts and intents of every one of his creation. So he knows. Because you want to cover all your bases in case maybe it's not, you know, it's a lie. You are, you are double-minded. You believe your title will make God to bless you with worldly riches. 
That's the principle of those who are tithing today. To be blessed in this world, not in the afterlife. So stop deceiving yourselves. Because funny enough, you are cheating God. You're a thief. You are giving God only 10% of what is his own. So your life is your own. Spirit, soul, and body is your own, plus 90%. You are stealing from God now. You are saying, no, it's Lord, only over 10% of, of, of my income. What happens to the 90% and your life that he has saved? Don't you know that a believer's way belongs to God, and only God can direct you and I on how to spend his wealth, not your wealth. The day you come to that principle, you'll understand what I mean. Because that's why people came, died in Africa to bring the gospel to us. That's why people of the, the, the early church, many of them gave their lives to Christ. Why? That is literally, they died. They became martyrs for the gospel. Those of you who continue to say 10%, you can't die for the gospel because you are only, I mean, think about it. You are thieves. Conduct unbecoming of disciples of Christ. Like I said before, I am not in the business of being nice when I'm on the pulpit. Because niceness never has helped anybody. Those who are nice have something to gain. I don't have anything to gain from you except the knowledge that you know Christ and Him crucified in eternity. The Lord who called me and mine will reward us. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Praise the Lord. Summary of these two verses. It says, preach Christ's gospel. It says, preach my gospel. Preach what I came to do, the good news. Make disciples. Let people follow you. Anyone who believes, let them follow you. Then teach them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. So, when you teach somebody, or you preach the gospel and somebody believes, and that person is now following your way, he becomes your disciple in a way. Your disciples are your followers. They will usually listen to your messages. But your personal conduct tells them more about your messages. Always remember your followers are watching. And they will be emulating or imitating your conduct. Your teaching or preaching means nothing if your conduct is different from what you are preaching. That's the point of the matter, or that quotation, or that scripture. Next scripture, please. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Praise the Lord. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. You see, there's no point preaching the gospel and your conduct is what? Different. There are two other scriptures. Next slide, please. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Don't love money, be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And in the New King James Version, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. Praise the Lord. I purposely brought the two scriptures together. They are the same. It's Hebrews 13, chapter 13, verse 5. New Living Translation says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. Just like John the Baptist told the Jews who are coming, say, be content, the soldier, be content with your pay. Godliness with contentment is great gain. I'm sure you know about that scripture. And the New King James says, let your conduct be without what? Covetousness. But how many of these pastors and Jews are not coveting them, the things of their followers? Think about it. They covet. And you still go there. And you are praying and say, God is not hearing. How will God hear you? His word has told you the truth. The love of money is the root of all evils. They say, no, no, it's not no, it's the love. Yeah, but can you not? <laughs> I hear you. But then they misapply scripture. So what are they doing? They're cheating. They're stealing. Let me tell you why the world, unbelievers don't believe our gospel. They don't believe because of the actions of most of us who claim to be Christians. Let me be honest. If half the people who call themselves Christians today lived according to the gospel of Christ, Christ would have come. Our daily living doesn't reflect Christ and his gospel for most of us. Our way of life and activities are no different from those of unbelievers. That's the conduct we are talking about. It's by our conduct that we know who's, which God we are following. God or mammon. Can't serve God or mammon. Remember, Christ only mentioned two. God and the little God, mammon. It was not by accident. Because he knew that at the end, most people will be loving mammon and loving mammon and loving mammon. Most believers pretend not to see the sinful practices of their pastors and generals. Yes, they pretend. These people are like the proverbial ostrich. Also a very big animal, but it has a very small neck. Whenever there is trouble, he puts his head in the sand. But that is stupidity and foolishness. You know why? Because the long neck is still exposed. And the bulky body is still in danger. So when people continue to pretend that it's all well in the places they go, they're exposing themselves to eternal damnation. It is not exaggeration. But most believers are what? Hypocrites. Say so you had it here, yes, you haven't had it before. Shouting from the rooftops. Most of us are hypocrites. We are ready to fight anyone who speaks against the sinful bad behavior of our pastors and Jehovah's years. But we have no problem criticizing those of other denominations. You see? That's what hypocrisy is all about. How often, now a question to you and I, how often have you and I protested when you and our pastors and Jehovah's have prayed on the poor and the spiritual vulnerable in your congregation? How often? Because if you are still remaining there, you haven't protested. You protest with your feet by leaving if you tell them to stop and they don't. How often have you protested when your so-called priests I brought priests because some denomination says some people are priests. But remember, we're all priests in the, in the high school of Christ Jesus. But some people say, God, I say priests today in this world. 
So how often have you protested when you are priests and pastors are caught watching pornography, sexually abusing minors, minors, whether boys or girls, engaging homosexuality and adultery? How many times have you protested? You say you you you, you hide your face. It's, you know. You ought to protest. Let it cost you if you're truly a child of God. Because those conduct are becoming of disciples of Christ. And they bring the gospel into this report. Whereas the gospel is great and wonderful. How often have you attended services conducted by pastors and general with mega-sized egos? You know, the egos are as big as, as hell. Who own mega churches? You know these churches in home attend us 1 million, 500,000. You know, the big conventions. They live in multi-million dollar homes. They fly in luxuriously appointed private jets. Purchased with what? Not with money they earn. But with the tithes and offerings from their members. You attend their services when they call healing service. Holy Ghost service. Whatever service. It's not the Holy Ghost that I know. It's not the Holy Spirit that I know. How often have you protested when your leaders, bishop, pastor, Jews, have not fraternized with the governors, presidents, kings and queens in your countries? How often? How many times did the Lord Jesus Christ have not with the governor of Judea? How many times did he have not with the political leaders of his day, with Herod? And you people want to tell me, those of you who claim you are politicians, who love the things of the world, that's why some countries in Africa are dead. Because some of your generals and pastors have become politicians and are engaging in wickedness. All the evil committed in Nigeria, I use that because my country of birth, from so many years ago to now, you pastors and Jews who enabled the Islamists in power and all the people that are wicked in power, you also share in the guilt and blood of innocence. Unless you repent and go back to your congregation and tell them that you sinned against God, judgment is coming and very shortly. What will you tell the Lord on that day when he will ask his servants to render accounts? If you are watching this broadcast, I know most of you watching are faithful servants of God. But the reason I say to you is I want you to carry this broadcast and give it to your families. Stop being cowardly. Use this broadcast and give it to the world. They are not meant for you to enjoy. They are meant for you to cry. They are meant for you to really, because you have to contend for the gospel. You have to do that because God is not going to come from heaven. He wants you and I to do it and suffer doing it if possible. If you are watching this broadcast and you are convicted and you fail to do something about it, what will you tell our Lord and Savior when we meet Him? That you love the message, but what? You have to go out and fire the message more. If the people say it's bad, it's worse. Yes, it can also get worse because we are not doing what we ought to do. How do we combat ignorance? That's the next topic. Scripture, please. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, 
I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. Praise the Lord. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not talking of unbelievers. Even though this was being referred to the Jews, but to our own context, is to believers in Christ. Most people in these churches, they may have been 50 years in the Lord, they really don't know. So you, hearing these messages, you that reach out to us and reach out to you, you think they know. Most of them don't know. They have been feeding on the lies of their pastors and priests and whatever else they go by. That's why you need to bring these things to their knowledge. They may hate you initially, but you planted the seed. Let's scripture, please. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Praise the Lord. Again, I'm, this is re-emphasizing. The only way people can know the truth is somebody has to tell them the truth. He may be a pastor, he may be even a Jew of one million people, it doesn't matter. If you're opportune to meet such people and you really know they are not children of God or they are falling from the faith, Tell them the truth, they ignore Tell them anything outside the scripture, anything outside God's word is not of God. He does, he said, I have revelation. God to God can't tell you anything that's contrary to the scriptures. If it's contrary to the scriptures, it's not from God. There's only one person that's his daughter of confusion, and that's the devil. Let me re-emphasize. There is so much ignorance in the building called churches both among the pastors and their followers, among the Jews and their followers, among the bishops and their followers, among the popes and their followers, among every name you can, there is so much ignorance. Take it from me. And you know, especially in Africa and in the poorest countries in the world. That's why, oh, let me leave it there. Believers were always asking God for everything under the sun. Give me this. Lord, do this, do this. But we don't want to study his word. Because in his word is where his will is. In his word is the key to eternal life. Isn't it? That is the problem. Are we not being disobedient by not preaching the gospel in season and out of season? Whether it's convenient or is it convenient? What are you and I doing about the Lord's business? We must only to cry from the rooftop or with our last breath. How many people are one of the ignorant majority in the so-called mega churches and other apostate church organizations that are being led astray by false leaders? If you and I are not sounding the alarm loudly in our own environment, who will shout it? Who? Is God supposed to come down from heaven and do the job his son asked us to do? Are you and I not called to be participants in the kingdom project? Nobody's called specially. We're all called to be participants. 
When we make ourselves available, God provides ability and opportunity. Praise the Lord. If you believe that you are called to be participants in God's kingdom project, hearing my voice today, then you must continue to combat ignorance in your own environment using the vanished word of God. Those ancient words of God's love for fallen humanity. Your environment is your family, where you work, your co-workers, everywhere, your neighbors, your neighborhood. Those are, that is what it is all about. That's your environment. Your even the church, your church members, that's your environment. Don't be afraid. Walk up to your pastor if you know he's a pastor and tell him, brother, if you don't repent, you got a problem. You are geo. If you don't repent, you got yes, let them sack you. Better. When they do. Remember? The man the Lord healed. They, they sent him out of the of the church, of the, the, the what they call the temple. And the Lord met him and said, and revealed himself to him. That's how many of you have not really been, he has not revealed himself to you because you're still afraid. I'm saying to the please, don't be afraid. Until I was ready, ready to do the needful, it was not possible to know some of these things. So we're going to sing a hymn. The hymn is titled Ancient Words. The ancient words are God's words to us. The scripture. So it's been made into a song. So we're going to sing it. And as we do, please watch the board and meditate. On the words. Praise the Lord. Ancient words from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. They are holy words long preserved for our walk in this world. They are for us. They resound from God's own heart. So let you and I lay the ancient words impart our lives. There are words of life. There are words of hope. They give us strength. And they help us to cope with our daily walk in Christ. In this world, wherever we roam as pilgrims, ancient words of God will guide us home. Praise the Lord. Ancient was ever true, changing me and changing you as you read. We have come with open hearts, oh God. Let your ancient words impart all the hearers today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy words of faith handed down to this age came to us through what? The sacrifice of God's Son on the cross. Oh, may you and I hear the faithful words of Christ now and forever. Holy words long preserved for our work in this world. There is sound from God's own heart to us. May these ancient words impart you and I now and forevermore in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father and our God, blessings, glory, and honor to you, Lord, for your words to us and through us, Lord, to your people. May you, Lord, bless everyone who hears this message. Bless them with the truth. Impart your power in them, Lord, to resist the enemy and to go forth and minister.
minister in the anointing that you have provided. As your words resound in their hearts, O oh Lord my God, reboot the devourer for their sex. And as they go forth, Lord, may nothing by enemies touch your heart, them and tears in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And whether we contend against them, Lord, destroy. Destroy the plans of the enemy. Destroy the plans of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear Father in heaven. Glory, honor, blessings are yours. Now and forever. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. We'll see you next Sunday. But let me say something if you're hearing me. You want to be part of this ministry? We encourage you to get in touch with us. Because there are things we can all do together. And it doesn't involve money at all. Always remember, we just partners, we make strategies on how we will reach out to different areas just to preach the gospel free of charge. Please, praise the Lord. And see you next Sunday, by God's grace.